everyone, Diane here, a senior therapeutic weight loss specialist with InStrive in our Muncie office. And I am coming to you today with the InStrive Fat Loss Podcast. It is the week before uh, the big crunch week, before the week uh, where all of us, I'm sure, are going to be in that holiday rush, getting everything ready for Christmas. Um, which of course falls uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. So I hope all of you are getting those holiday preparations in order and everyone is having a wonderful season thus far. Uh, today, in the spirit of the holiday, we are going to be talking about the top 10 do's and don'ts of holiday weight gain. I know that's on a lot of people's minds this time of year. I think we start to become concerned about, you know, especially if we are on a weight loss program, or if we're one of those uh, people who are waiting until the new year to start a weight loss program, uh, our weight and our body composition and our uh, number on the scale and everything that goes into our mouth is heavily weighing on our minds, I think this time of year. So in the spirit of that, I want to start talking to you guys today about how you can avoid that scale going up and also what the reality is what's the truth of holiday weight gain how much weight do people actually gain during the holidays what does that look like so we're going to jump into that in just a moment here but i do want to remind all of you out there especially if you are a new listener that instrive is a division of twin hills weight loss and we are an all-natural homeopathic weight loss program that's based on solid nutrition you're not going to find any you know, gimmicks or fad diets here, but we are uh, very, very good at teaching our clients how to eat to lose fat fairly quickly and fairly easily and how to eat for life to keep that fat off. It's really all about building up your metabolic system. So if you want to learn more about InStrive, you can look us up on TikTok. You can look us up on Instagram. You can look us up on Facebook. Uh, we do have uh, profiles on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Uh, our Facebook page has some great recipes, especially for this time of year. I would highly encourage those of you who are uh, looking for a couple tips on healthier eating or substituting out some things for some of those heavier meals to check out some of those great recipes that you will find on the InStrive Fat Loss page. And even more so, if you are a member of InStrive, you can go into our private community group, go into our photo album, and every single photo you see in there of food is a recipe. And those of you that are thinking, oh my gosh, how do I get in on that? Well, you have to be an InStrive client, but great news on that is right now is a good time to have that free consultation because if you decide you do want to become a member here at InStrive, we are running a one-month free special that goes through December 23rd. So you still have a couple days to get in on that. And as long as you call in and get that consult scheduled prior to the 23rd, we are happy to honor that one month free special, even if uh, your actual consult date falls after the holidays. So just make sure you get that on the books before December 23rd to take advantage of that special. All right, let's go ahead and jump right in to today's topic. And the, the holidays, and food are kind of simultaneously connected in our minds, right? We, when we think about Christmas, at least me, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I don't think so, though. When I think about Christmas, 
of course, I think about cookies and eggnog and, you know, all of the delicious things that we're all going to be eating over the holiday season. And I feel like the holidays also make you optimistic. Uh, some of us. I mean, I know there's a lot of Scrooges out there, but I, I'd like to believe that there's more optimism than there is pe pessimism this time of year. And I, I feel like that optimism, it, it translates into everything, including what's on your plate. So, uh, you know, it's real easy to kind of glaze over things like, oh, gingerbread cookies. Well, the word ginger is in the title, which basically means they're health food, right? <laughs> or eggnog, no problem. Totally read somewhere that eggs are like the world's most perfect food. So eggnog must be pretty much the same thing. No, but you see what I'm saying here. It's very easy to kind of glaze over the unhealthy things or, oh, I had a really good day. I did really, really well today. So it's okay if I am hanging around in the kitchen while, you know, there's cookies being baked and I'm eating every third one that comes off the tray. Before you know it, when you start down that path, you will excuse away weeks of unhealthy eating. And the trouble there is the extra weight that you may notice or may not notice is coming on isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. Now, let's talk about the real truth, though, behind that holiday weight. How much are we talking about? Even I, guys, even I doing this for a living and doing this for a living for a long time. I've been at this a while. I was not under the right impression with holiday weight gain. I had always heard it was somewhere between five and 10 pounds was the average gain. But there actually was a brand new study done this year that, that gives us all a little bit more hope. Holiday weight gain is actually more like a pound from November to January for most people. Now that doesn't sound like much, I know. And it's certainly much less than that average that we all had in our heads of five to 10 pounds. Don't get me wrong. Some people do gain five to 10 pounds over the holidays. I can tell you a few years ago, I think it was during COVID, that period of time, I really was not focused. I really was unfocused is the word for it. And I was not being careful at all about what I ate over that holiday season. And I knew I was overeating and I knew I was having too much sugar and I absolutely came out of the holidays at least five pounds heavier. So it can happen. I mean, if you really are letting go of the reins and just having a free-for-all, guaranteed it can happen. But the average is what we're looking at is about a pound. So the pound, the problem is that pound will often linger. And that same study I was just telling you about also showed that most people will tend not to shed that extra pound by that next holiday. So Christmas to Christmas, you've still, you're still carrying that pound and sometimes more because there's other, you know, holidays and things in there like birthdays and anniversaries and indulgent times like Easter or whatever, that those pounds can really start to add up. Uh, and of course that ties into one of the reasons why unfortunately about 70% of the U S adults are overweight or obese and gaining weight in adulthood is a risk factor for all kinds of bad health outcomes. You guys know this already, but things like type two diabetes, cardiovascular disease, certain types of cancer. There's a lot of different things that your rate of developing them it, or your risk, I should say, of developing them will skyrocket with weight gain. It, I mean, really, it's, it jumps up tremendously, even over, you know, a, a 10 pound weight gain. So um, once you start gaining weight, it can be a little bit of a slippery slope and it, it 
causes you to go to a place where your body starts to kind of work against you to keep the weight there. That's the hard truth around this thing. Gaining weight is easy. Losing weight, not quite as easy because once it's there, your body's fighting with you. It doesn't, for whatever reason, want to readily let go of that weight. And most diets that people are following will not take that fact into consideration. And that's one of the main reasons, one of the many reasons that diets fail is they're, they're working against what your body is doing. The body chemistry isn't aligning with your goals. That is one of the largest uh, differences with InStrive to so many other weight loss programs out there is we are working not just on what you're putting in your mouth, but on that body chemistry to get your body working in alignment with you instead of fighting so hard against all of your efforts to lose that excess fat. Weight loss can be a whole lot more complicated than that typical old school recommendation of eat less, move more especially when you're looking at it in relation to the current world that we all live in and the foods that we're consuming as part of our standard diet. There's a lot of research that has been done on the current diet and the current lifestyle in, uh, I should say, in direct comparison with people who were, you know, 20 years ago doing the same things. And that research has shown that a person in today's age if we exercised and we ate the same amount as a person did in 1988, like we did the same things, we would still be heavier. Our, our weight would still be higher. And they don't know 100% why that is yet, but there's a, there's a big suspicion that several factors are included in that reasoning. Pesticides, the things we're spraying on our foods, pollutants, medications, lots of different meds than there were back then erratic eating schedules and changes, literally changes in your gut microbiome that might somehow be altering human metabolism. So there's literally been changes on a metabolic level in our body that have made it more difficult to be in that leaner, slimmer, healthier category that we are striving for. Uh, so without getting too far off track there, but I do think that's really interesting and I wanted to share that with you guys. What we're going to focus on today is how we can avoid it in the first place, because the best advice, of course, is to try to avoid holiday weight gain to begin with. The less you gain, the less you have to worry about losing. And to aid you in that, uh, today I've compiled a list of the top 10 do's and don'ts to avoid holiday weight gain. So we're going to get into some things here, some tips that you can take along with you to all of your holiday get togethers and parties and dinners and try to um, you know, get yourself through this holiday season without seeing too much of an impact on that scale. The first one is plan to manage your stress levels. That's a really good place to start because to ease your stress and anxiety before they start really bubbling up can help with those cortisol levels, those adrenaline levels. It can really help your body to have what it needs to not turn to food for relief because that is a very popular coping mechanism. A lot of us do that. We get upset. We start feeling stressed out. And what's the first thing we want to do? We want to comfort ourselves. And boy, I don't know about you, but a nice big piece of the chocolate cake that's sitting on the kitchen counter sure sounds like comfort to me. That's what we want to avoid. So uh, doing some things to help to alleviate stress. And stress is a tough one. I know that. 
But whatever it is for you, maybe you like to take a hot shower. Maybe you like to call one of your friends or text one of your friends for 10 minutes. Um, maybe you like to listen to podcasts like me, not just weight loss podcasts, guys, any podcasts. Maybe you're a, a audiobook person or you like to read. Do whatever it is that helps you to get out of that headspace where the stress is taking over, even if it's only just a 10 minute daily stress break. And if you're a busy person, schedule it, put it on your calendar, set an alert on your phone, treat it like you would any other appointment and don't miss it. But take some time, especially if you're someone who knows that stress is highly impactful for you to avoid those uh, times when it becomes unbearable, those times when it becomes out of your control and you feel like there's not anything you can do about it. And you really start knowing that you're going to be looking to food as a coping mechanism. And just side note, the reason a lot of us do that is uh, I'm sure that many of you know this, but sugar in when you ingest it causes your brain to release serotonin and dopamine. Those are your happy hormones. Those are the happy chemicals. So when you eat those foods, you get a rush of the pleasure hormones. Now your body, when it's dealing with stress, you know, and it has tons of adrenaline and cortisol coursing through it, those pleasure hormones are a happy relief. So your body's going to really work to get at those foods that are going to create that uh, serotonin release in your body. All right. Number two tip, don't skip meals to save up for your holiday dinner. This is an important one. And I think it's something a lot of us think is a good strategy. We're like, oh man, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat whatever I want at dinner tonight, but I'm going to skip breakfast and lunch. Why that's a problem is it can lead to overeating later. And also limiting your intake of foods over, you know, um, a long period of time actually will slow you down metabolically. It really will. Your metabolism is like a fire. And I know those of you who know me have heard me preach this to the moon, but it really is. So metabolically, if you have a fire and you don't put any fuel on that fire for 12, 13, 14 hours, that fire is not going to be very strong or very powerful. When you do eat metabolically, you're going to be sluggish. It's going to be harder for your body to burn off the calories that you are consuming. It's much better to try having a light breakfast, a light lunch, your usual times, making sure you're incorporating a lot of vegetables and proteins and minimal carbs, except of course, fruit. Uh, you, you maybe want to have something like a Greek yogurt in the morning for your protein, or, you know, maybe choose a salad with grilled chicken at lunchtime, something that isn't really heavy, but that's going to be nutritionally sound. And then when you get to that feast in the evening that you've been anticipating, certainly enjoy yourself. Uh, now, of course, I do recommend always doing that mindfully. Um, but even if you don't, even if you go absolutely crazy, at least you know you set yourself up for success throughout the rest of the day. And even going crazy, if that happens, it's not about the fact that it happened. It's about the recovery. So that, that's always um, important to remember too. Don't beat yourself up. Just know next meal is when you have to do better. Your, your back on track starts with your next good decision. Uh, okay. Next thing I'm going to suggest is eating your foods kind of in a specific order. Now, what do I mean by that? 
I don't mean get crazy and, you know, be so like totally regimented and I have to eat this at this time and this at that time. No, but it helps if you have like a nice big salad or your vegetables, something like that before anything else, because those are low calorie, high fiber foods. They're going to help you fill up. So your belly's going to feel fuller before you jump into those higher calorie options. Some of you might remember a few years back. Now I'm talking maybe 20 years ago, maybe 20, maybe not quite that long, but pretty long time ago, there was a weight loss plan that was popular called the three apple plan. I don't know how many of you ever heard of that, but their suggestion was that you eat an apple before every meal, 20 minutes to a half an hour before every meal. Obviously you try to be, you know, a little bit, selective and what your meals consist of. You don't want to go to McDonald's, but you eat a fairly normal, you know, diet otherwise, but incorporating that apple was supposed to aid in weight loss naturally. And it did. But the reason it does is not because apples have a magic weight loss quality to them, even though they are very good for you. It was because you are taking in something that is low calorie and high fiber. You're giving your body 20 minutes, which is how long it takes for your body to register that you are full to absorb that food before you actually eat your meal. So people naturally ate less food, naturally consumed less calories and seemingly effortlessly started seeing a weight loss on their scale. So that's, that's the reason for that. If you're going to eat you know, a big meal and you know that there's appetizers and those appetizers include some fresh cut up vegetables and things like that, eat a bunch of them. Because by the time that you get to your meal, you're going to be less hungry and the protein that you've eaten is going to slow down, um, you know, digestion a little bit once you, once you have that meal. So you're going to feel fuller longer and very important. All right. So the next one we are going to talk about today is don't forget the beverages count. This is an important one because I think a lot of us don't think about the drinks, right? I, I know when I was younger, like now I do, but this is what I do for a living. You know what I mean? So I, I'm pretty mindful with, with all that stuff. But I can tell you I wasn't always. There was a time when I didn't even think about it. If it was a beverage, it didn't register on my radar as being anything I really needed to worry about. And that really needs to be important because those beverages are a lot of empty, super absorbable calories and sugar if you are consuming the wrong things. So a really easy way to cut you know, calories is to avoid drinking thing and sugar. Sugar is a big one. I, I keep, you know, going to calories, but truthfully guys, I don't look like on InStrive, we don't really count your calories. That's not what we do here. We are very careful with how much sugar you're consuming and what foods you're and beverages you're taking in where that sugar is coming from. But, uh, you know, if you're trying to cut back, avoiding things like soda, juice, coffee drinks, especially like those frappes and stuff from, you know, Starbucks, the stuff that has added sugar, your alcohol, big one. Those are things that if you cut back, you're going to cut a lot of your caloric intake and sugar out for the day. And if you do decide to drink certain things, there's, there's good choices and not so good choices. So let's take alcohol because it's Christmas. And I know a lot of us like to have a drink at Christmas time. So you'll want to choose like a spirit, like your whiskey, your gin, your vodka, 
and mix it with something that doesn't have added sugar, like a seltzer. Um, that's much better than your beer or your wine or your typical mixed drinks with juices and sodas because they truly are going to have a much slighter impact in the glycemic level. Even though all alcohol breaks down into sugar, it would be a very minimal impact and that will help you still enjoy a beverage, but stick to the goals that you are um, setting for yourself. And also keep in mind that when you do drink alcohol, especially if you drink alcohol and a little bit of excess, it lowers your inhibitions and it makes you much more likely to indulge in the foods that you're trying to avoid. So if you limit yourself to maybe one or two drinks while you're at the party, have a glass of water after each one, um, that's going to help. That's going to really, really help. But make sure you are accounting for those beverages. They do matter. Number five, given your cravings to an extent, controlling your diet and weight loss is truly a balancing act and completely cutting out every dessert, every sweet, every everything over the holidays or any other time really is pretty unrealistic and it can lead to binging or eating a lot more than you planned on. So if you're really craving a piece of cake at the holiday party, I'm going to say, let yourself have it. Don't have an enormous piece of cake. Don't have, um, you know, a big meal plus alcohol plus the cake or do. I mean, listen, I'm not telling you how to live your life, but it's better if you pick your cheats. And if that's what you're really focused on is that cake, have the cake, but remind yourself that this is not going to be the last piece of cake you ever eat. So it doesn't need to be an enormous slice. Let yourself eat only till you are satisfied. So if it's a couple bites, have a couple bites and be done with it. Put your fork down. If you have a few bites and you're like, no, I really want to finish the whole piece of cake, then finish it. But just one. Don't go back and get more. Eat what's on your plate and be done with it. But it's okay to give in to some of those holiday cravings. It's okay to have a Christmas cookie every now and again. You just can't have the whole tray of Christmas cookies. And one cookie can't become two, becomes three, becomes four. And for some of us, I know that is the risk, right? You can't stop at one. And if that's you and you really can't stop at one, then maybe the best solution is to try as hard, you know, as hard as you can to stay away from those things. Don't put yourself in an environment where they're readily available to you. But if you really feel like you are empowered enough to have a little bit move on of something you are just craving and can't stop thinking about, give into it and then move on. Number six, don't be afraid to say no. When you're presented with a lot of different tempting foods, especially at a party or a get together, I feel like we feel like we have to eat, taste, have, try, sample every little thing that's there because we'll be rude if we're not. That's not true. So you can sample some foods, but you don't have to try everything or if you do want to try everything you don't have to have a large portion of everything you can literally take a sample and then be done with it and i don't think that most of us i want you to put yourself in the shoes of your host if you were hosting a party and a family member or a friend showed up and said to you you know i i really am so excited to be here uh and i i am I just want you to know up front, 
am following kind of a, a nutritional eating program and I, I'm trying to eat a little bit better. So I might not eat a lot of anything, but that's not because your food's not great. It's not because I don't appreciate the invite. It's just that I'm really trying to stick to my goals. Do you really think if that was you, that that friend or family member was talking to and said that, that you would be offended or you would think, what the heck's wrong with them? Why aren't they going to eat that uh, cheese souffle and uh, chocolate strawberry dip and everything else that I have over there? Why don't they want that? Why would they rather, you know, be eating in moderation? No, you would be supportive of your friend or family member. You would tell them that's great. Uh, uh, of course, do what makes you feel good. No problem, right? So don't be afraid to say no to some things. And if you know it's someone who's going to be a little bit offended, you can always pull one of those, okay, you know, I'm a little full, but hey, we can wrap it up and take some home. And you really can. You could take it home. You could put it in the fridge, put it in the freezer, enjoy a little bit later. You don't have to feel pressure to, to take all the food that's being offered to you at a get together or an event. It's okay to say no. Number seven, focus on your fork. I've talked about this before in previous episodes. Remembering that you can put your fork down in between bites, that you can be mindful. Remembering that you can sit down somewhere where it's quiet. You can take a few deep breaths. You can gain that awareness of where you are and what you're about to eat. And you can really start to focus on the forkfuls of food you're taking in, what it smells like, what it tastes like. How hungry am I? Is my stomach truly hungry? Or do I just feel like I'm eating because food's been given to me? Pay attention to that. When you're full, pay attention to that. And the fullness aspect, that's an important one when it comes to putting down your fork because the thing is, as I mentioned earlier, your body takes about 20 minutes to register that you are full. So you want to put down that fork in between bites and take a moment so you're not shoveling the food in really, really quickly and then not really giving your body that chance to tell you I've had enough. So kind of listening to your body, being mindful. And I know some of that might sound like, come on, I'm at a party and you want me to go sit in the corner and take some deep breaths. It's just a suggestion, guys. If that isn't something that works in your environment, just do the best you can to be mindful of the food you are eating. Make sure you're being aware of what it smells like, tastes like, how hungry or satisfied you are in the moment. You can even practice this in, at home, which means you don't want to be sitting in front of the television watching a program while you're eating because then you're not focused on your food. You're focused on that television program. You don't want to have your phone out while you're eating because you're focused on your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever. Focus on the food. Be mindful. Number eight, do your best not to lounge around after dinner. This one can be a little hard because the more that we are uh, kind of leaning into the holiday season, I think a big tendency is we go to a get together or party, we eat, and then we all kind of hang out on the couch and chit chat and maybe have a couple drinks and laugh and enjoy ourselves. And that's fabulous. I want you to have those experiences with your friends and family because that nourishes your soul. It's not just nourishing your body, that's nourishing your soul. But if you can help it, try to get a little activity in there too. 
even if that is just, you know what? I think the dog needs to go out. It's been a little while. I'm going to take 10 minutes and take her around the block. Or, hey, Aunt Kathy, why don't I help you clear the table? Why don't I help you with the dishes? Why don't I help in the kitchen? Why don't I take the garbage out for you? Any kind of movement, any kind of getting up and moving around and, uh, you know, allowing your body to get some activity as that meal digests is helpful. So if you can help it, don't just lay on the couch and let that be the end of it. Look for opportunities to get some movement in there as well. Number nine, stay focused on the end goal. Stay focused on that goal you have out in the future. Remember why you're trying to lose or maintain weight. Have your why in your head. Think about your why whether it's that you've been preparing for a knee replacement or you've had so much joint pain or low back pain and you really want it to go away or your daughter's getting married in the fall and you really want to feel comfortable when you are at her wedding. Whatever it is, keep the why in your mind, but do it in a way that's trying not to be too hard on yourself. So what I mean by that is if you eat more than you plan at some point during the holiday, most of us do, right? Most of us at some point are going to eat a little bit more than we meant to. And we start to kind of feel crappy about that. We start feeling bad about ourselves. We start belittling or putting ourselves down in our own minds. We start giving ourselves a lot of grief over that. Nobody ever shamed themselves into changing. That, that doesn't happen. You're not going to shame yourself into making better decisions. It's being a little more relaxed with yourself, really. It's being more forgiving and giving yourself grace and understanding that there's nothing wrong with you. You just had a bad meal. That is the key to making a bad meal stay a bad meal and not become a bigger snowball as it rolls down the hill, which is going to tie into number 10 here in a moment. So keeping that awareness that you might do a little worse than you meant to once in a while, but that it's okay. And remembering your why so that number 10, if you do slip, you can get right back on track. That is the most important tip I want to share with you today. Don't let that snowball roll downhill. A bad day does not equal a bad week. A bad week does not equal a bad two weeks. Two bad weeks don't equal a bad month, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Make sure that you are making the right decision to get back on track with your goals as soon as possible. So I like to suggest that be the next meal. You did bad at dinner. Okay, no problem. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, have a great breakfast and get yourself right back on track. Your progress doesn't have to stop because you made a mistake or overate or ate something you wish you didn't. Your progress will keep moving forward as long as you do. I want you to kind of really mull that one over in your head. My progress will keep moving forward as long as I do. If you let yourself get stuck in the mire when you fall off track and there you are and you're just at a stagnant standstill because you've derailed yourself and you can't figure out how to get it back, that's not going to be the place where your, your why is going to be attainable. Always keep in mind that your why should be 
something that is very motivating, something that makes you feel happy when you think about it. Like the idea of, you know, having better knees or dancing at your daughter's wedding or whatever it is. It should be something that when you think about it, it makes you feel really, really good. And you really, really want that. And backsliding is normal. We all do it. If you don't think we do it, I want you to listen to some of the past episodes. The one I believe right before this one is all about that, how to get back on if you've fallen off. There's an episode called Getting Real that's all about me and when I fell off the wagon and when I, as a senior therapeutic weight loss specialist, gained 30 pounds during COVID and how I had to get that weight off and all of the excuses and games I played with myself before I was able to finally do it. I'm not just here to counsel you guys. I am you guys. I've been in those shoes. I've done this. I've derailed my progress. I've beat myself up. I've done it a million times, but I know it doesn't work. So number 10 is the biggest one. If you fell off, get right back on track, do it at your next meal, your next right decision and keep moving forward. Your progress will move forward if you do. This is a lifestyle change. This is not a diet. Diets do not work. Keep that in your mind. There will always be something in your life that you want to celebrate, whether it's an anniversary or graduation or Christmas or Easter or whatever, there will be a reason to celebrate. And on that celebration day, sometimes you're going to slide, but that's okay. That's real life. That's what we do. It's not about the slide. It's about getting back on track once it's over with. So guys, I hope you got something out of this episode. I hope that so far your holiday season has just been amazing and beautiful and wonderful. And uh, I really am so glad that you're sharing at least a small portion of it with me listening to this podcast today. Please, if you have not checked out InStrive online, do so. The InStrive Fat Loss Podcast is a free uh, resource that we offer to the community. However, if you are an InStrive member, there are lots and lots of resources at your disposal as a client with InStrive, including dietitian calls and check-ins with our therapeutic specialists and dietitians. I mean, there are a lot of great resources here. And if you are a client and you backslide and you need our help, please get a hold of us. If you are not a client and if you want to be or want to learn more about how you can become a client, Schedule that free consultation. Remember, there's never been a better time until December 23rd. You get that month free. So call us, get on our website, get on our Facebook, send us a message. We would absolutely love to get you in to meet with one of our specialists, myself or someone else, and figure out what we can do to get you on path to your goals. Thanks so much, guys. Hope you're having a wonderful holiday. See you next week.